Hey friend, what's going on? Welcome back to the Smart Bells Fitness Podcast. Go ahead and grab your cup of coffee or your bottle of water. And today we're talking about cold water and its effects on all sorts of things. So what I'd like you to do is try to think of the last time that you were really cold, where you were shivering, you felt like your core temperature was really low. And I know doing that during this time of year is almost a little bit difficult because it's in the middle of summer and it's almost hard to remember the last time you were really cold. But today my goal is to try to convince you as to why you should be exposing yourself to the cold more. We're gonna cover the benefits of cold water immersion and the effects that it has on immunity, stress, focus, and performance. And we're also gonna talk about a couple of really easy ways that you can start implementing this into your life. And it's not gonna cost you anything or take up a ton of time. So let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome to the Smart Bells Fitness Podcast, where we as everyday women choose to make health simple. We fuel ourselves mindfully and move intentionally. When we aren't lifting weights, spending time with people we love, or enjoying nature in our downtime, you can probably find us chilling in our yoga pants, wearing blue light blocker glasses before bed, so we can get amazing sleep and wake up feeling ready to conquer the day. <laughs> I'm Kelsey Miller, kinesiology prof and founder of Smart Bells Fitness. I'm your new fitness BFF who's obsessed with helping you simplify your health. Eating, lifting, and managing stress doesn't have to be complicated. And here you'll learn how to implement bite-sized habits that will change your life. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get pumped up for today's show. Let's talk about cold showers, okay? So I've actually been taking cold showers for the last six months every day, once a day. And at first it was really difficult for me to get myself to do it because it's like, you know what's coming, you know the cold water's coming. You kind of want to run away from that because you know it's not gonna be comfortable. But once you get in there and you kind of focus on other things that you're doing, like controlling your breath, you start to actually feel (laughs) these side effects of having more confidence, more control, more focus, more attention. And it definitely helps It has helped wake me up in the mornings. And so today we're gonna cover a little bit of the research behind cold water immersion, the effects that it has on on your immunity, your stress, your focus, and your performance. Okay, so the first study I wanna talk about is called The Effect of Cold Showering on Health and Work. And basically they had one group for 30 days, they had exposure to cold showers. There was a 29% reduction of self-reported sick days. And we know already that physical activity results in a 35% reduction of normal sick days. So these two combined together resulted in like over 50%, 54% reduction of sickness compared to people who didn't do either. And people did report it to be uncomfortable, but 91% of the people who actually were doing this reported to stick with the routine and 64% actually did stick with the routine. So while it was uncomfortable, 64% of the people decided to keep sticking with it even after the study was done. And it definitely had an effect on their immunity because they were not getting sick as much. And interestingly enough, the most commonly reported benefit from this study that the people said they perceived was an increase in energy levels. And many comparisons were made to the effect of even caffeine and comparing that to the effect of cold water showers. And 
this whole idea behind why are we exposing ourselves to the cold? So cold water therapy and immersion has been used increasingly. And I think one of the big reasons why it's become more popular is due to Wim Hof, which if you're not familiar with Wim Hof, he was nicknamed the Iceman for his ability to basically remain in a constant temperature, constant body temperature in really extreme conditions. So conditions like extreme cold, running a marathon in the Arctic Circle barefoot, right? Like that's, that's insane. And basically there have been some studies that he's been a part of where breathing concentration and cold exposure have shown to modulate the immune response. So essentially what he's shown is that you can actually activate voluntarily the sympathetic system of the part of the nervous system and increase your immunity. There was another study that was titled Voluntary Activation of the Sympathetic Nervous System and Attenuation of the Innate Immune Response in Humans. And this study essentially also showed that the immunity was improved, cardiovascular circulation, vitality were all improved. So basically cold exposure has been shown to have a positive effect on immune function. So that was one of the first things that we talked about at the beginning. So we know that it has a positive effect. It does decrease sickness, self-reported sick days, and does increase immunity. Let's go ahead and talk about stress and different hormone levels. So when we're talking about stress, we know that the sympathetic nervous system is described as being the system that stimulates the body's fight or flight response, which is what happens when you're in a stressed out state. And essentially, it's always active. That system is always on because it's trying to help our bodies maintain homeostasis, which is a state of steady physical internal conditions, making sure that all the chemical reactions going on in your body are maintaining a constant state. So when, when we get stressed, there's certain hormones that are inclined to increase to help us decide whether we're going to fight or run away. And norepinephrine is one of the primary drivers behind the anti-inflammatory effects that come from cold water immersion or cold therapy. And we've seen through research that by taking a cold shower or getting in a cold ice bath, you're actually increasing the release of norepinephrine. This is the hormone that helps calm you down. This is being increased in the blood, which means it's going to have a positive influence on focus, attention, and mood. So that brings me to the third point is that it's it's really quite amazing how just putting yourself in an environment where you're gonna be exposed to a different temperature that you're not comfortable with is gonna help regulate your stress levels. And we've seen that there's been multiple benefits that it can have for people who have chronic stress, anxiety, and depression. And that's all connected to decreasing the inflammation that comes from exposure to cold. And specifically when it comes to immunity, long-term cold exposure can lead to higher counts of white blood cells and actually can also have an effect on the metabolism, burning fat through thermogenesis, which thermogenesis is the process of heat production. 
So when you expose yourself to extreme temperatures, here's what's going on. So there's a specific type of proteins in your body that will react when you expose yourself to the cold. These are called cold shock proteins. And when the body is cooled, there's genes that are turned off, but then there's also genes that are involved in that fat burning process, that lipid metabolism, and also the group of proteins known as cold shock proteins. These two categories of genes are increased when you're exposed to the cold. So if we know that we can get these two to go up, I think the next question becomes, how does this affect, does this have any effect on your performance or exercise um, if it is related to decreasing inflammation. We know that inflammation is one of the only biomarkers that's associated with predicting survival across all age groups. And norepinephrine, that hormone that we just talked about, also reduces inflammation. And when you're exposed to the cold, it can be increased up to five times the normal amount that it would normally be at. And when it comes to cold exposure, when we're talking about exercise and how that affects your performance, this has been something that has been classically used to recover. So if you think back to high school or college, when you were playing sports or when you got injured, a lot of times they would stick you in an ice bath for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and you'd have to walk around with ice bags on your shins or wherever your injured area was. And it was just the thing that people did. So I think what we're going to look at now, we've covered how it affects immunity. We've talked about the effects that cold water therapy has on stress and hormone levels. And we've also talked about how it increases focus. Next, we're going to talk about how it affects performance when it comes to muscle gain and recovery in the gym. When you finish exercise, there's going to be a spike in those pro-inflammatory molecules that help activate those immune cells that are involved in tissue repair and these are just called cytokines. So essentially, you're trying to repair the tissue that you just thrashed in the gym. There's micro tears that have occurred, and now it's trying to start the recovery process so that you can come back stronger than you were the last time. This is all a type of inflammation. It's an exercise-induced inflammatory response, which is good. That's, that's normal. That's supposed to happen after you exercise. Now, about an hour after you finish exercise, there's an anti-inflammatory response, and some of the hormones involved with that are increased. These are increased to help keep your immune system from going nuts. We're trying to, again, help all that muscle tissue that just got micro tears in it to help repair that damage. So if you are going to use cold water therapy right after training, it may actually be disadvantageous to do that because there's an inflammation process that happens in that first hour after your activity where it's actually a good thing. And so if you, if you go jump in an ice bath or a cold shower or cold water right after you finish, that can actually, that's actually been shown to decrease hypertrophic responses, which is just a fancy way of saying it's decreasing 
the effects of you building muscle, which is kind of the point of what you just did. So for example, there's been studies that have shown men who performed leg presses and squat jumps twice a week and then immediately went into 10 minutes of cold water immersion. They had one third of the increases of muscle mass compared to people that did not do cold water immersion. And the muscle strength was significantly lower even after 10 weeks of training compared to the control group that did not do cold water immersion. So when it comes to strength training or resistance training, as I've referred to it in other episodes, you have to be really careful as to making a decision about, am I going to go jump in the cold water right after I finish or even use an ice pack or take a cold shower because it could have detrimental effects to everything that you just attempted to do. Now, interestingly enough, when it comes to other types of training, like aerobic training or endurance training, cold water immersion does not necessarily have that same effect on the inflammatory process. So cold stress can actually boost certain types of adaptations that are going to occur that are more specific to types of endurance exercise. Cold stress is actually going to help those work a little bit better. So exercise that is highly aerobic that has the characteristic of being really metabolically demanding requires a specific type of muscle fiber that is more fatigue resistant. So what that means is, for example, that would be like a type one muscle fiber. It's a slower twitch fiber. It can help you sustain prolonged activity for longer durations of time, but you obviously can't do that as fast. So compared to type two or fast twitch muscle fibers, these are better for short bursts of high intensity duration. It's, it's faster activity, it's shorter, and they don't require as much oxygen within the cell to perform activities like that. So because aerobic endurance exercise does require more oxygen. You can actually use it after activities that demand that and it's, it's going to help increase the ability of the mitochondria to create heat. And that is helpful for that specific type of activity. Okay, so let's try to sum all this up. We've talked about the effects of cold water immersion on immunity, stress levels, focus, and on performance. So. What's really the final word here? What we're trying to say is that we know that norepinephrine increases in the brain and that is a direct result of cold water immersion. Now, being submerged for 20 seconds in 40 degree water has been shown to significantly drop that body temperature, that resting body temperature. So the goal here is to get your body, your core temperature to decrease by about two degrees. So we know that because norepinephrine increases, it helps us modulate our stress response. It helps us decrease inflammation, which can affect our mood and even depression. Cold stress can also be applicable if we've got some type of chronic pain because of norepinephrine as well. And it also affecting our immune system's function and improving that. Also improving our metabolic rate. And if this is something that you're thinking, gosh, this is a lot of benefits that are coming from literally me just being in cold water, you're correct. And I agree with you, which is why I started implementing this every morning. And the biggest effect that I mentioned at the beginning from the study where the people were reporting that they had less sick days at work was 
that they had an increase in focus and perceived energy levels. And this is a subjective, you know, this is my own personal experience as well, but I think that it is valuable to combine what the research says with what people have experienced. The takeaway here is try to expose yourself to some type of cold water multiple times a week and you can get these benefits as well. So the easiest way to do this is to just turn the water all the way over to the cold in your shower and just take a cold shower. I would say the second easiest way to do this would be to go jump in the ocean when it's cold, if you have access to the ocean. A third way that this takes a little bit more intentionality and you have to get some equipment, either like a chest freezer or a tub of some kind, is you can take an actual ice bath and sit in 40 degree water for two minutes or less and that's really, really cold. Again, the intensity of the cold and its ability to kind of bring your core temperature down is what we're after here. So even if you're not able to get the water in your shower to be super cold, like I feel like the water in my shower doesn't get that cold, but it gets cold enough where I, where when I go in there and I'm focused on controlling my breath work and I'm focused on something else besides the fact that it's painful and it's cold, the value in that is so empowering. And I know it sounds funny just to say, oh yeah, I take a cold shower every day, but it really does make a big difference. And I've noticed after I do that, I'm able to focus better. I feel more awake, I feel more energetic. And I've also noticed that it gives me more confidence mentally because I know that if I can go stand in cold water voluntarily, even though it's uncomfortable, helps me have more confidence in other things that I want to do that are uncomfortable because I regularly practice that habit. So I want to encourage you to just start with the cold shower. Just turn the, turn the water all the way to the cold. Tell yourself that you can do it, even though everything in you probably wants to run away when you turn that cold water on. Jump in that shower and you may have to take a few breaths that are, you know, you're, you almost feel like you're hyperventilating because it's such a shock to your system at first. But after you do that, you can actually start to bring your breath down. Try to deep inhale through your nose, big exhale out through your mouth, breathe with your diaphragm. So when you inhale, your stomach should be moving out. When you exhale, your stomach should be moving in. And I am so convinced that this is gonna change your life. It's changed mine, and I know it's changed a lot of people's as well. The research has shown that it's effective. The only time I would suggest not using it is if you are going to go get in a super cold ice bath after a workout try to wait an hour. Cold water is where it's at. <laughs> you can get a lot of effects, a lot of positive effects from just exposing yourself to stressors that don't actually beat your body down. And I think one thing that we could probably all work on a little bit better as women who are already active and who prefer slash enjoy high intensity stuff, that stuff really beats your body up. And sometimes the more you do of that, the more chronic stress your body holds on to and you stay in this state of constant chronic stress, exposing yourself to different types of temperatures. You're not gonna get sore from doing this. You're not causing muscle tissue damage. The cold can actually be a pretty cool way for you to just become more mentally resilient. I hope this was helpful and 
I'll see you next time. Hey friend, if you learned something new in today's show, go ahead and take a screenshot of it, post it up in your Insta stories and tag me so I can see it. Don't forget to head to iTunes to leave a review and subscribe to the show if you found value in today's podcast. You can look your best, feel energetic, and have more time to spend doing things you love. Let's encourage each other as we pursue simplicity in how we fuel and move so that we can flourish. To connect with me, come find me on Instagram at the Kelsey Lee or on my website, KelseyLeeMiller.com. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time.